Hello and welcome to Shetley. I'm Fiona McCardle. She Fiona McCardle Mish has provided I'm Goldacher Shugus Shetley. On Shetley and Cute Show, in this edition of Shetley, Car A Merna Bardi, Calling the Bards, the Poets. More from the chair of Isle of Man Poetry Society, Bethany de Lee As new Andreas and St Andrew, patron saints of Scotland, but to whom a parish and at least one other Manx church were dedicated. In Shackley a few months ago, we heard from Jen Adams, the Outreach and Education Officer to the Manx Whale and Dolphin Watch, about the Manx Nature Show. This is a display coordinated by the Manx Whale and Dolphin Watch and supported by UNESCO Biosphere Isle of Man. More than 20 conservation groups and projects have contributed to bring display boards showcasing their work. And that display has now moved on to Port Erin, where you can see it at the Erin Arts Centre from Tuesday to Friday between 10.30am and 4.30pm. And it's also open during events at the Erin Arts Centre. It's another one for between now and the new year, as it comes to an end on Friday the 5th of January 2024. One of the events at the Erin Arts Centre, when you'll also be able to see the Manx Nature Show, will be next Monday evening the 4th of December at 7.30, when Charles Gard will be giving an illustrated talk to the Russian Heritage Trust on the history of Manx tourism. Tickets for the talk are £6 or £5 for Friends of the Russian Heritage Trust. Tourism was once the mainstay of the Manx economy and Charles Gard explains how it all started, which was long before most people imagine, and how the island adapted to the annual influx of hundreds of thousands of people. He'll be highlighting some of the more challenging aspects of running a boarding house and there'll be lots of photographs, amusing anecdotes and a few naughty postcards as well. That's this coming Monday evening, the 4th of December at 7.30 in the Erin Arts Centre. On Shachle and Kirchjeri, Hilchen McKeon Dane, Lurish William Wordsworth, Hugganenum Eratur, on Skomaji Kashtok Beg, Hyat Roglons by Hulish, a Kionasker Gowach, Kionasker the Jaru on Skilk, Red High, Huhulian the Lungen Er Muchurica, as who at Vagus the Caspert Hulish. Hogwartsworth Molia de Regera William Hillary, son Eober, on Sawel Behrend, Voschachiden, on son Unden Gier. Te de Meyerene, de Dog William Wordsworth, Kunta J. Screwbardach. Red Dorte, de Denke, by him nay, ta Ahaishet uns Kunis. On sinne J. Screw, ridden yach, treva im nay, roan yartel, honneke tre lugshen, tre odache seishis. As Munichten McCown Rudden Verdachet, as Scrutacha, Eam Nechen Hin. Vegiri Genu Imajo Shen, on Skurshis, as Munichten Nechush, as Sajaka Machen, as Gronel, Lug de Kyo Tre er Kurtaster, den Acht va e Imnechen Benton Rishin, on Sinne J. Geber, Kurkunta, Treve Fuss, Grisit. Dashener Nichen a Haikun, yes, on Shachle. As er an acht dadsen gebe, vornu und tolloch erhörten. We heard from the chairman of the Isle of Man Poetry Society, 
Bethany de Lee Runciman, talking about the Poetry Trail, which will be held from the 10th of February to the 10th of March 2024. However, there's a lot of work to be done before then to prepare the entries so that the judges don't know who's written them, and then for the adjudication to be made and the ten winning entries to be prepared as posters to go up in Douglas City Centre. This really is the crunch time, as Bethany will want your entries by tomorrow, Friday the 1st of December. As it's rather late, your best bet is to contact Bethany by email, which is poetry at manxcat, or one word, dot org dot uk, or by phone on 481-792. That's poetry at manxcat.org.uk or you can ring 481-792. But we also had a chance to talk more generally about poetry, so here's Bethany to tell us more. We encourage people to join the Poetry Society. It's only £20 a year. Um, and um, But uh, the, the booklets, we produce two booklets a year called Manx Reflections. Um, they're beautifully designed by Tony and our editor is Hazel Tear. Um, and um, any member of the Poetry Society can put forward as many poems as they want to be included into the booklets. Uh, we, we usually have about 20 different poets. They're all different styles of poetry, themes of poetry, um, because poetry is inclusive. Um, it's um, It doesn't matter whether you've done a poems for 20 years or, or just 20 days. Um, you know, it's, a, a poem is about your expression of emotion and feelings, and it's your stamp, it's your mark. Um, it doesn't have to conform to any rules. Uh, people get very het up about it should be rhyming. Well, it is nice to have rhyming poetry, but sometimes it's also just as well to have the free verse. Um, I don't write many poems these days, but I, the poems I write tend to be free verse. Um, but yes, we've had all sorts of topics and themes for these uh, poems over the years, um, ranging from, I, I mean, I had a poem about dog poo, mm -hmm. um, but um, obviously the Isle of Man features quite strongly in all of this as well. Um, various parts of the Isle of Man. Um, we have seasons. Um, you know, just um, if you want to think of a poem, think of a theme first, and then just write down as many words you can think of about that theme, and then build sentences with them, looking for rhyming pairs. And if you want um, to start to have some good rhyming pairs, there are some that are better. Things like um, uh, cat, hat, man. Fat, sat, fat. Um, so um, I've been into Peel Clothworkers School and worked with the uh, five pupils for mm. a workshop. I was amazed by the standard of poetry they're producing um, and the children were so enthusiastic about it all. And we did the subject of autumn. So we, we were doing about leaves and um, about the colour, shape, size, texture of leaves, what you do with leaves. Um, and um, the children in... I mean, I didn't give them too long, so they're probably in about 20 minutes. Um, some were actually producing a couple of paragraphs of poetry, but even the people who were struggling a bit, the, the children, they, 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 they were getting some sentences together. And then it's just, um, I was finding with one class, they were writing really prose rather than poetry. 
prose is different from poetry. Poetry uh, are short lines. Um, prose are sort of like flowing long lines. So this is one of the things about a poem. It's called. Uh, it's quite short and snappy. So um, if you are writing prose, then look at where you're putting the full stops. Could that actually be the end of a line of poem, and then the next line goes below that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I know the uh, the Alaman Poetry Society has monthly get-togethers. Now, do you have workshops as well? You described the workshop that you held in Peel Cloth Workers. Do you hold other um, other workshops for perhaps an older age range? Um, well. Not at the moment, really. Um, we have our poetry pop in, so um, we start to half seven in the evening, goes to on till half nine, although we, we have a break in the middle. Um, and it's at the Archibald Knox in the meeting room there, in the pub meeting room in Onken. So, um, and we just, um, we gather around, we um, share our poems, all poems of others, and it's a very informal, light-hearted, it's positive criticism only. So if, if you are new to poetry, and you you are not very keen on reading out your own poems we we recommend that you come along because we often find people gain the confidence when they're actually in the room with poets to speak out but then i mean it, you don't have to read out anything you can just come and listen the poetry popping in december is the third of december and then it'll goes back to the third sunday of the month in january february um we um we we don't well we've we're starting some open mic sessions. We've done one in the Manx Legion pub. We're hoping um, in the in Douglas. We're hoping to have more sessions in the Manx Legion this year. Um, uh, I would like to do more poetry workshops in schools. Um, there are a range of people on the island doing things. There's a lady who. Uh, is in the um, Kensington Arts Centre. She runs an evening class um, for children and I'm pretty sure she started a, a, a one for adults now. Um, the Manx Bard Boxy class is talking about um, writing workshops. Um, we also have Jackie Murray Grace on the island. Mm -hmm. So if you look out for Jackie Murray Grace, she's running some open mic sessions um, mainly I think in Peel with uh, the Black Dog Pizza Oven. And then um, yeah, um, Jackie also runs something called Penny Productions as well, um, where she—that's sort of performance poetry. Mm. Yeah, there's um, there's two sides of poetry. There's the the reading and writing of poetry, and there's the performance side. Mm. Um, some people will be stronger at one than the other, um, but um, uh, it's it's a good uh, way to start with the open mics. No. You mentioned Manx Reflections, the magazine, and the editor, as you mentioned, is Hazel Tear. Of course, Hazel was instrumental in starting the poetry slams and open mic sessions, wasn't she? And, and Jackie Murray Grace is a past winner, well, several times winner, isn't she, of the poetry slam? Oh, yes. Well, yeah, Hazel Tear um, has been in the society a long, long time, and um, she, um, she was running open mic nights in Castletown. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she's, um, we're, we're trying to get the, the poetry society open mics back and running um, we have an annual poetry slam yeah, where I saw about 16 of the island's best poets um, take, uh, we, we met in, in Noah Bakehouse mm. um, Bridge Carter um, she, uh, she's been in the society a long time, she's uh, run quite a few poetry slam competitions 
Um, and um, we actually had uh, Howard Kane from Manx Radio uh, won the last one and he's brilliant in fact I think he's won two uh, Jackie Murray Grace has won three of them um, but, but um, Bridge Carter I think won the first one of the poetry slams we did back in Jabberwocky Cafe um, yeah but um, I mean come and have a go or come and watch people who are absolutely brilliant at their craft uh, yeah Chair of the Isle of Man Poetry Society, Bethany de Lee Runciman, and some of her thoughts about poetry and the Society's hopes of holding further open mic nights and poetry slams. Meanwhile, the next Isle of Man Poetry Society meeting to share poems will be this Sunday evening, the 3rd of December, in the meeting room at the Archibald Knox pub in Honkin, starting at 7.30. Onsna Helen and Goldach, Haneoch Breton Torn, Red Tanu Patrunach, David, Nadawi, Nu and Charn, Vine and Giahin. Onsmanen, Hanel Nu Patrunach Ein, Ochelie Nu, Eg Jersey, Henkfoschen Velg, A Samson Nu, Eg Guernsey, Henkfoschen Vritain, Pirren Nu, Shen Nu Patrunach Jane Corn, Henkfoschen Yeren. Patrick na Perik nu, nu patrunach jeneren hengvush Breton. Shores na George nu, Jay Sawson as Andrew, Andres nu Jane Alban hengvush Palestine. Tabratach Nolben na saltia chrajet ven er kulinid gorum, tajichen duen an kainla Jane Alban as Andrew nu. Rarish tradition. Hublesh menach emnasit regulus, onslagen, narul, crowen andru, lug ashlish treve injured de, de her lesh ad the spall sojus a tail, mervegatreshen. Gather out andru in the yew, as becher ons Palestine, henken enemega vain hregish, as van a hunan erve genu image, rish de heed blain, none a smooth, roshen. Treva Andrew Hinbio, Vana Romani, Rail Harish and Talushen. Ta Faust on Stead, Fierce Echnet, With this programme being broadcast first on Lal Andreas, St Andrew's Day, the 30th of November, we're going to look at dedications to him here in the island. And we start in Douglas, and then Church Warden Michael Ellis is our guide to Kirk Andrus. With the proximity of the island to Scotland and with the attraction for many years to Scottish traders of the islands being the centre of the running trade and then of course with the advent of the Dukes of Athol as the Lords of Man, the island built up quite a sizeable Scottish community. For a number of years they worshipped in their own way in a number of places around Douglas but then in 1832, the factor or agent of the Duke of Athol at the time, James McCrone, who was not a popular man with the Manx people, but James McCrone was instrumental in obtaining some land in the area where I'm standing now, and that's in what's called Finch Road. It was originally named for a family called Vinch rather than Finch, and in this area there at one time the Vinch Gardens. 
However, when it developed, one of the developments at the instigation of James McCrone was what was known as the Scotch Kirk. And this was a Presbyterian church where the Scottish community could come together and worship. In 1867, the site was redeveloped with the architect John Robinson providing a design for a church and we can still see a vestige of it here in Finch Road to this day because although the main part of the church was demolished to make way for the building of a modern office block, the tower was retained as an important feature and it's an attractive construction in a darker stone but the corners and various features of it are picked out in lighter material and then at the top there is a spire and again that's picked out at the corners in the lighter material which makes it soar up to the sky. However the difficulty of bringing together a congregation in the centre of a bustling town by the 1980s it was decided that it would be a good idea to relocate and so St Andrews bought up a property that had been built for the Isle of Man Scouting Association on Glencrutchery Road. The redevelopment of the main part of the church as office space came in the 1980s. And in 1987, in fact, the congregation of St Andrews moved up to Glencrutchery Road. And St Andrews Church can be found there on Glencrutchery Road today. Unfortunately, coming down to Finch Road and St Andrews House, with the tower of the former St Andrews Church still standing, I see that it's actually to let, and unfortunately the building is closed up. However, going across the road and peering in through the glass doors, I can see to the left on a low concrete pedestal that there is a large church bell from St Andrews and to the right there are some doors going through into the base of the tower itself. Unfortunately, we can't go in and have a look at those at the moment. So that was St Andrews Church here in Douglas. However, of course, famously, on the north of the island, we have Skill Andreas, the parish dedicated to St Andrew. The origins of the church go back way into the distance when they had the ancient keels. By the end of the 18th century, 1791, the building was in pretty poor condition and the locals applied to Tinwald for permission to construct a new church. Um, and that permission was granted, um, I think, in 1801 or 1802. But it took them a few years to gather the money together to be able to do it, and so it was probably about 1820 when it was completed. There wasn't any suitable stone round here, so they had to go to a quarry in Solby to get the material. And it was originally built, it was smaller than this, but a big improvement on the old keel. And then in the 1860s, they decided that as the population was growing, they needed to extend the church. And they built the walls higher and put a new roof on it and put a tower at one of the ends with a bell on it. And they were quite frugal. They used the slates off the old church as well as new slates and they were of different colours. When you look at the outside of the church, you will notice that the roof is striped. The old tiles are paler than the, uh, the modern slates that they used in 1869, which by that time, of course, they were importing slates from Wales. So that's why there's the two different colours. But it's still there today, 
with the paler tiles, the originals, and the darker ones, those that were used later. The upper part of the wall was the extension in 1869, and that was when the rose window at the top was installed. And at the same time, they, they built the tower, which then was twice the height that it is now. When the Second World War came along and they had an RAF station at Andreas, they became concerned that the tower was too high and that it was likely that a plane would crash into it. So the War Office ordered the uh, middle part of the tower to be removed. Um, they did it very carefully. They numbered each of the stones that they removed and they were carefully um, stacked in a field nearby. Unfortunately, by the time the end of the war came, quite a few of the stones had disappeared. You'll see them in various houses <laughs> and walls around. But the, the parish church council at that time, at the end of the war, decided that um, because the war office had offered to pay for rebuilding the tower, that um, instead of rebuilding the tower, they'd have the money and use it to buy an electric motor for the organ so that we didn't have to have little boys and girls pumping the organ pump. You'll see here, we're walking along the side of the organ now, and um, at the end of it, there is this. Oh, yes. And that the is what they used to do. They, they would do. You can hear the bellows going. Mm. And that's how they, they, they ran the organ before we had the electric motor. Right. So some benefit came of it. Mm. Now, Kirk Andrews is one of the 17 ancient parishes of the island, but these days, of course, things have changed in that light as well. It's now part of the uh, parish of the Northern Plain. Yes, that was uh, an amalgamation which was forced on us, really, by the reduction in the number of people attending churches, reduction which has been going on ever since the... Uh, First World War. And in the Northern Plain, it was decided that they wanted to retain as many of the buildings that we'd got. And so they decided to appoint one member of the clergy to deal with six churches. So we have lay readers doing morning prayer in various churches, and the, uh, the, the rector, as he is here at Andreas, pops round each church throughout the month doing Holy Communion in one, sometimes two. And St Andrew is portrayed in the rose window. In the middle of the, um, what we call the rose window, St Andrew is portrayed in his fishing boat on the Sea of Galilee. And um, there's, uh, there's five little symbols around that portrayal of Andrew. Um, showing uh, fishes in the sea, birds in the air, and stars in the sky. And uh, his boat has on it a little flag at the back with the saltire of Scotland. And we, we've got to remember, of course, that the Isle of Man was governed by the Scots in the Middle Ages, um, first of all by the Scandinavians and then the Scots um, before the English became involved. And it was during the rule of the Scots that the parishes in the Isle of Man were formed. And um, obviously they were going to name one parish after the patron saint of uh, Scotland, and it happened to be us.
Churchwarden Michael Ellis telling us about Kirk Andres a couple of years ago, in fact, and before that we were in Finch Road in Douglas to see the surviving tower and spire of John Robinson's 1867 St Andrew's Church. Ach nish, shene vo But for now, that's it from Shachlay, and Marilyn Crellin will be here with you next time. But now, from me, Ach nish vo'm, Fiona McCardle, slain you. Mm-hmm.